yo, everybody! Welcome to the Joey and Amanda podcast. I'm Joey. Amanda is in New York right now. Today is the last day of her workshop, but we're going to call her in a bit, and I'm very excited for her to tell you all about her experience so far this weekend because, okay, from everything I've heard so far, this... (laughs) This weekend, it seems like it's out of a movie. Like, what an unbelievable weekend it seems like it is. I know it's it's like a testament to her and the way that she connects to people, especially like-minded creatives. Um, but it just seems like there was such a special bond that uh, that formed. I know the last workshop she did... Um, she said that there was sort of like a sisterhood bond that, that just organically happened. And there's no doubt from everything I've heard that, that, that happened again. So I I don't want to give anything away. So I'm just going to leave it at that, but I'm excited for her to tell you all about her weekend. I'm excited to hear more about it myself. Um, I'm excited to call her soon and say hi and get an update from New York Uh, I miss her very much. It's very weird to do this uh, without her. I mean, our whole home is weird right now. Like, Amanda has such a strong presence and, like, energy, and she's here all the time because her studio is is in our home, and she's working all the time. So, um, yeah, it's like our home definitely feels very empty without her here. So... Um, but she gets home tomorrow and we are all very excited about that. And by we all, I mean me and, uh, and the couch and that chair right there and the bed and, and, uh, her studio, definitely her studio, but I'm very excited to share some amazing stories with you all today to get your week started, right? We're going to have a nice little bonding time. You all and me right now uh, until we call Amanda. So I think we should just get this going. I want to first thank Anna Karen for sending a bunch of amazing stories into us. So this first story is from her. And thank you, everybody who sends in stories. Uh, Really appreciate it. Um, You guys are just, you guys are unreal. Okay, so first story. We're going to start in New York. Once again, we're back in New York on good news. We're back in New York today. We're is going to be a theme. There's going to be a heavy New York theme today, and that just uh, totally happened by chance. Okay, so Rothmans is a men's clothing store in Union Square, which is, uh, I believe, in Manhattan. And a couple days ago, a man walked in who none of the store employees recognized. He buys a coat to wear over his suit and then asks an employee for the warmest coat they have in the store, which they show him. He buys that one as well, takes out a few hundred dollars in cash, and puts it in that coat's pocket. He then asks the store employees if they would bring this jacket out to the homeless man in front of the store, saying, I come in here and buy what I need when I need it. He cannot. And they did just that. There's a picture on the Rothman's Instagram page of one of the store employees assisting the homeless man and putting the coat on. It's a great story, and it put the biggest smile on my face, and uh, 
you know, it's I just love people going out of their way to do things for others, and uh, it's just great. So, Anna Karen, thank you for sending that in to us. And you know what? Let's stay in New York for another story, also on the topic of clothes. But this story is about a thrift shop. So I love going to thrift shops. I've been going to them for years. I remember even in high school, my friend Tyler and I would drive to the city. Uh, We'd go downtown, downtown Chicago, because there were some awesome thrift stores down there. And we'd get like really cool Cubs shirts and shirts with bands on them and flannels. And and I I still have them all. And it's just an incredible feeling, right? Like when you find something at a thrift store and you buy it for a couple couple dollars, it's like the you like when you find a flannel that's three dollars, you feel like there's got to be some kind of mistake, right? Like you're saving money, you're contributing to a healthier planet, and you're buying a piece of history or a piece of art. But this thrift store, in this story today, is a little bit different. Why? Well, it's run by an 11-year-old. Obocho Peters from Brooklyn, New York, wanted to make a difference in his community by making clothes and shoes more affordable for kids. And not only is this kid incredibly thoughtful for, for doing so, this kid's got style, man. Like, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. He's rocking a bow tie with this colorful red sweater. It's got all kinds of designs on it. Like, as the kids say, this kid's got swag. And that's the first time I've ever used that word. And I think it worked. So I'm going to say it again. Kids got swag. All right. So here's the back story. Obocho's Closet was his original thrift store, which he ran online. But here he is two years later, 11 years old, and just opened his shop in the Flatbush neighborhood in Brooklyn. And here's how it all started. Two years ago, after seeing the Avengers Infinity War, he asked his mom for eight toys from the film. He wanted eight of the Avenger action figures. But his mom told Abocho that she could not afford them. So he sold clothes and shoes he no longer needed to buy the toys himself. He says, and before I read this quote, I want to remind you, he's 11. He said, I realized that other families must face these same challenges when taking care of their children. That idea turned into the mission I have today to help the community grow. He then added, I was inspired by all the superheroes helping to make the world a better place. I wanted to be a hero myself by helping my mom. End quote from an incredible 11-year-old. His mom, Sasha Peters, is a single mom from St. Thomas, Virgin Islands, and she helped her son build his website and even signed him up for business classes after school. What a mom. She says, and I quote, you have to nurture kids when they come up with ideas and you have to pay attention to everything they say because they're telling you how to groom them to be a better version of themselves. It shows other kids that sky is the limit. Age has nothing to do with it. He's out there. He's speaking. He's going to schools. He's speaking at big events but he's really promoting his dream, end quote. And Abocho is not stopping at the thrift store. He wants to also host a free financial literacy seminar for teaching parents and kids how to save for college and pursue other goals like entrepreneurship. Okay, so this really seems like something bigger than this human doing something really kind. 
Obocho Peters from Brooklyn, New York, is somebody we should all keep an eye out for. He's already like a legend for what he's doing, but I feel like he's one of those people who's seriously going to change the world. I mean, to be that young and that mature and recognize and have that much passion and drive, it's unfreaking believable. And you like, yeah, I just feel like we should all be on the lookout for a bocho because that young fella is going to change the world. He already is in Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> it's New York. This is just a, this is, I, I'm telling you, this is a New York podcast over here. This whole podcast is all New York. Oh my God. Oh my, I just thought of something. I don't think I've ever talked about this on here. Um, you know what? This is my solo episode with you all. I'm going to tell you, this is ridiculous, by the way. I want to start by saying I know how ridiculous this is, but um, when I was in college, sometimes when I was in a social setting and I felt nervous or anxious or overwhelmed, I would go from me this nice Jewish boy from the suburbs of Chicago, let's call him Little Joey, and I would become Big Joey from the Bronx. Hey, how you doing? Hey, good to see you. Nice to meet you. Like, if, like the second I would get, like, flustered in, a, like, a party or, like, a social situation, and regardless of people I knew being around me, and I met somebody or, or or there was like a group of people that that intimidated me or whatever, I would just become this guy. And it wasn't like a multiple personality thing. It's more like, it's like I enjoy doing accents and, and, and playing characters. Like I, I sort of uh, get into like this flow state. It's like sort of like my happy place. I just think that that was my response to feeling like overwhelmed or nervous or anxious is... I would go to that because it's something that it's something that made me feel comfortable and happy, which is ridiculous. I am I know it's like ridiculous, but I remember, but I remember doing that. And I remember the last time I ever did it. It was probably like five years ago, and I so it was the first Groundlings class I ever took. Um, if you don't know what the the Groundlings, I feel like I talk about the Groundlings a lot, but um, the Groundlings is an improv comedy theater uh, in Los Angeles, and it's where you know it's like well, it's it's like where uh, Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy and a bunch of other SNL cast members um, got their start and and trained in improv and sketch, and I got my training there too, and uh, I was always so nervous before the class, like even years into training there, like you can ask Amanda, I would get so nervous before every class. And it was probably such a crazy experience for her because I'd be like home, like pacing before class, like freaking out. And then I would call her after class and be like, that was the most fun experience I've ever had in my life. Like every time. And it was like the second I walked in and like we got started, the nerves would go away. Um, but it was always like the anticipation before it, I would get, I just would get so nervous because, you know, improv is, improv is hard. Improv is scary. And the first class I ever took there, I was freaking out. I remember like on the way there, like my insides just like shaking 
and uh, and I get in there, and we're going around the room, and and everyone's introducing themselves, and it got to me. Big Joey came out, and I was like, "Hey, how you doing, uh, Joey? Good to be here. Hey, good to see you. Yeah, how you doing?" And it was the first day, so I had to like stick with that. And the whole time I'm talking like that, I'm in my head screaming like, no, stop, no, what are you doing? But I couldn't help it. And I had to like stick with that. And I don't know if this happened later, the first class or even the second class, but I remember being up there and doing a character from New York. So at the Groundlings, all the improv is like heavy uh, character based. They really want you to like change your voice and change your perspective and uh, your physicality. That's like their main thing there. And so um, I'd been doing that. And then I ended up playing this New York, this guy from New York. So I was up there like, yeah, hey, how you doing? Hey, come on. And it was the first New York character that I had played. Um, well, other than myself for everybody. And I remember the teacher stopping the scene and being like, whoa, whoa, you, we're changing our voices. We're changing, you know, you got to change your voice. You got to change your, your physicality. You can't just play yourself. And I, I was like, all right, in my head, I was like, all right, this is my moment to, to end this. So I go, uh, yeah, that's, that's not me. And I just saw everyone, everyone's face like drop, and and I was like, I don't know, I don't know why I was, I was doing that. And and the teacher was like, Wait, you're not from New York? And I was like, No, not even close. And the whole class just erupted laughing. And I remember just being like, I do that when I get nervous sometimes. I don't know why I do it. And everyone's laughing, so it turned into like a funny bit, and it, and it ended funny and but I but I remember the feeling of like in my head like no what are you doing don't do this right now and so after that experience I was like all right no more big joey that's it so that's my little joey big joey story I hope you liked it I don't know I just went off on a tangent there um I miss Amanda let's call Amanda let's call Amanda can you imagine if we call Amanda and she's like hey how you doing uh, all right, let's call Amanda and see what's up. Hey. Hi. He's so wiped oh. right now. I'm so tired. I'm half awake. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I sort of talked about it for a little bit. Not, I didn't talk about, like, specific things about your weekend. I just said that it seems like the most unfreaking believable experience. Yeah, it's... It's something genuinely like uh, you have to experience it and nothing that can be said will like come close to what it is unless you experience it. Um, a lot of students, the biggest workshop I've done, uh, but the thing is, is the workshop was from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and then from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. we hung out. Everybody hung out together. We went out to eat. We kept drawing. We would just talk. We cried. Um, oh my we God. would keep it like with no break. It wasn't like, hey, I'll see you in an hour. I'm right. going to just go back and change or no, nothing. It was like just straight shot. Unbelievable. Back to back to back for three days. Yeah. 
So what an experience. It was amazing. It was amazing. I'm so sorry for the listeners if I if I breathe. Bring the energy differently. No, 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 not at all. Totally understandable. And it's not. You sound you sound good. <laughs> it was so great. It was just, um, yeah, it was great. We'll talk about it in the next episode, actually. Um, Lucrecia, which is uh, one of the students. Actually, people flew from all over the world. Lucrecia came from Italy. Mm. And uh, she came to the workshop, and uh, she will be a town. Invited her over. Love it. Love it. Wow. Well, I'm excited to see you tomorrow. I am so excited to see you. Oh my gosh! I was talking about how, like, you know, our home is so empty without you here because it's like you're, you know, like your energy. He, like you're here, so you're here all the time. So it's like. <laughs> When, like walking in and not hearing you say hi like it's just such a weird feeling yeah i get it i mean and your energy is like triple mine well i'm excited for you to come home tomorrow our home is excited for you to come home too yeah and i'm excited to get back into the routine and uh, and catch up on some sleep and, and huh try, The worst timing for that to happen was the last, last night. But but it's so great. Like you left it, you gave it everything you I had. Know. You gave I it all. Say, I will say I gave it my all. I left it all out there. <laughs> yeah. You're um, the best. You're unreal. You. You. It was, it was awesome. Uh, can't wait to talk about it. I hope you guys uh, enjoy this Monday news. I cannot wait to hear what Joey ended up doing there there were some tangents there were a bunch of tangents and stories but i hope i hope it was entertaining in the least hey it'll be for you for your oh thanks it'll be uh for your for your plane ride yeah i will be saving it i cannot wait downloading it right when you show me it's done all right i love you so much sleep amazing well i'll talk to you before you go to sleep love you so much and uh for everybody listening You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate you like always. Um, And I hope you have a wonderful Monday and a wonderful week. And uh, see you on Wednesday. Perfectly said. I promise I'll have more energy. No, you're great. Um, Thank you for getting up to do this for a second. And uh, I will call you right when I'm done here. And like Amanda said, thank you all so freaking much. Thank you for being so supportive and loving and caring. And and we love you guys all so much. And uh, yeah, this was my first time doing this alone. So I hope I did okay. I hope I had fun. I had a great time doing this. So have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your night. We will see you on Wednesday. Love you all. Mwah.